0: It's not as if she were a a maniac, a raving thing. She just goes a little mad sometimes. We all go a little mad sometimes, haven't you? Did you know I'm not insane? Not Don't blame we guys, it's Heather with Wednesday Wine and Horror. So, you know I was thinking, joining a sorority seems like a lot of fun, right? You have parties, lots of cute guys, and of course, popularity. Well, to join Sigma Alpha Pi, you're going to have to either find a goat's eye, be paddled, or possibly have a demonic spirit enter you. These girls were all dying to get in, and now most of them will, because on this week's episode, I am ranting, discussing, and all around getting buzzed with Killer Party. So grab your pledges, your paddles, a six-pack, and try not to get possessed. Alright, so what's up everybody? Like I said, this is Heather. Ugh, look, I'm super tired today. Doing a recording is already exhausting me um but however the show must go on so I decided like I did with last week's episode that I would give you a little bit of a wine intro uh, before I get into the review of the movie I decided to go with this and, and you know what I don't know if I can pronounce it and this is what happens when you go to the supermarket and you're trying to find a new wine you know something cool something different to try Well, anyway, this one's called Il Carnival di Venezia. Um, Semi-sweet red. Uh, It's 11% uh, alcohol by volume. It's okay. It is not that sweet. It says it's semi-sweet, but I don't... I think that they're lying, and I think they just made a super fancy bottle so that you would buy it, or people like me would buy it. Um, Again... It's not great, what I've had so far, but at the end of this episode, and I hope that you stick around to the very end, you'll hear my wine, you know, review, and you'll also hear the review overall of this film. So, you know what? Enough about that. Let's go ahead and get started and talking about fucking Killer Party. So, we have the intro, and it's kind of cheesy just because, like, Killer Party pops up on the screen. There's like a a guillotine that, I don't know, it chops the letters in half. And so you're kind of already like, all right, this is going to be a fucking stupid, crazy watch. Well, as soon as the actual movie starts, you see that there's a small group of people and they're attending this funeral. And there's only like five of them there and they're all standing around the casket. And the priest, he gives this like really lame quote from Wizard of Oz about how love can't be measured by the size of your heart some dumb shit like that I guess that's in a reference to the tin man I don't know I didn't like Wizard of Oz to be honest with you that movie is far more frightening than like some of the most terrifying horror films I've ever seen the Wizard of Oz is fucking scary and I don't like it so anyways We have this uh, woman who was in the funeral. Well, she goes back. She's talking to the priest, and she's like, I I would just like to go back in to say, I guess, like her final goodbye. Uh, Okay, well, go ahead. You were already there, but go ahead. And she walks up to the coffin, and she's kind of like not saying anything at first, and then she basically says, I hope you burn in hell. So apparently, she didn't like this woman, and I think it was, I think she said mother, so... Maybe it was like a mother in law or something. Don't really remember. But anyway, after she tells her that she hopes she burns in hell, she is then grabbed. Okay, a hand comes out of the coffin and it grabs her, puts her into the coffin with her. And of course, it's lowering down into the ground and it gets sent off to the incinerator. (sighs) Okay, well, you shouldn't have said that to her. So now you both are going to burn in hell together. Well, I guess you think this is part of the movie, but it's not actually part of the plot of the movie. You see that there's a young couple watching this play out in a drive-in movie theater. So, this is just them, you know, a movie in a movie. They're sitting here watching this movie. Well, the guy who's sitting up front with a girl, he's trying to make out with this girl, like grabbing her and, you know, she's not having it, okay? She doesn't want to do it. She doesn't feel like it. I think maybe she just wants to watch this movie. Well, she... Tells them that she wants popcorn. So she proceeds to get out of the car. She goes inside of this, I guess it's like the concession area. Well, there's no one in there. Kind of strange, right? There's not a single fucking person working. And she kind of says some stuff. Basically like, hey, I'm about to steal this popcorn. If nobody comes out. Well, she grabs her the biggest, you know, container Fills it up with popcorn and she walks out. Well, she gets back to the car and you see that she's sitting there eating her popcorn. Boyfriend's not in there. Well, uh, all of a sudden you see to the right of her, outside of the window, that he's standing there. But he's, he's turned into some sort of zombie? Question mark? I don't know. He looks really scary. Uh, but again, this is just a setup. It's for this whole music video. So we have, which I'm sure most of you probably have never heard of this group, nor this song, or maybe not even this movie. But we have the, the hair metal band, White Sister, performing April, You're No Fool. And look, I, I'm telling you all right now, I ain't going to lie. I ain't going to lie on this podcast because Jesus is listening. I love this song. It's even on my one of my Spotify playlists this fucking song just hits it's so great so anyway you see that the whole thing at the beginning you know is basically just a whole setup for you to watch this music video but now we're gonna get into the actual movie and you see that you have these sorority sisters and I think one of them is actually watching the music video on TV and they're all hanging out and they're getting ready to head off to college well We have another fucking dope song that drops during this scene. Again, I ain't mad at it, okay? I don't particularly know who sings the song. All that I know is that the name of the song is These Are the Best Times. And it's, you know, was it the best times? You're going to find out soon enough. So, again, we have, like I said, the sorority sisters. And you have Jen, Phoebe, and Vivia. And they're kind of walking, I guess they're getting ready to walk down to uh, to the school, to the college, and they see this old house where they're going to actually be doing their pledges at. Like, it's like a hazing hell night party. And Jen uh, is one of the sorority sisters. She's already hesitant about joining, okay? She's like, uh, she knows that this house, there's like this whole haunted, spooky paranormal history behind it well you know her other two friends are just basically like you know what the fuck's wrong with you it's like we're gonna have a great time it's nothing to be scared of well then we jump to a scene where you have a bunch of other girls and they're kind of hanging around in a hot tub and they're just living their best life and then we see there's a um sort of like a delivery van that kind of pulls up and we see this guy come to the front door and I'm, I'm assuming that this is one of the sorority houses. And so he comes to the front door and he tells uh, Melanie, I believe that's her name. He tells her, because she answers the door, that, uh, you know, he's dropping off a box of champagne. But, you know, I recognized her. She's another 80s face. She was actually in Hello Mary Lou Prom Night 2. She played... The stupid snobby bitch, I think her name was Kim in it, and she was the one that kind of taunted, you know, taunted everybody and was just a fucking bitch and nobody cared about her. Well, she kind of plays a snobby bitch again in this role and, you know, whatever. She took the champagne and it's like, okay, great. Well, of course, because this movie, not to maybe, well, I'm going to spoil shit for you anyway, so I really don't care. I think this movie kind of deals, or it deals... Or is around April Fool's Day. So, it's just like pranks galore. Okay? So, the delivery of the champagne was just a ruse. It was just so that the guys from the local fraternity, they wanted to play a prank on these girls. And so, you have two of the guys that are like standing outside the fence. Now, they can see these girls are hanging out in the hot tub. Obviously, they don't have any fucking clothes on because this was the 80s. I think it was 1986 to be exact. Well, they have these two, like, mason jars full of bees. They release them, and, of course, you have to cue the tits and ass because, again, the girls are naked. They all start running out of the hot tub, you know, fucking trying to get away from the bees. Oh, my God. I mean, first of all, hitting bees with a towel is that... That doesn't help, I think you're just gonna make them more angry, and we see that and so the guys got one you know one over on the girls, you know boys will be boys once again, I think they just really did it, like they just want to see their you know tits and ass they were, they knew they were naked in the hot tub, so why would you not want to see that well, funny part in there as well, you have Mrs. Henshaw, and I think she was sort of like the uh, sorority mother or something well as they're of course jumping out of the hot tub and running around one of them pulls her in and she gets all soaking wet because yeah they're fucking idiots but anyway after that scene we get to where mrs henshaw she goes to check out the uh house where the girls are going to be having their goat night that's what they call it goat night or i say hell night But it had, I guess the goat was a a symbolic thing of the sorority. I don't know. It's kind of stupid if you ask me. And you see that she's talking to this tombstone. And saying that these girls won't be any trouble. And, you know, what happened was an accident. And it's time to let it go. Uh, okay. So, Mrs. Henshaw apparently knows that someone was you know, accidentally murdered in this same house years ago, but she can, like, speak to him, I guess, just to let him know, like, don't fuck with anybody. Well, she's going around, and she's checking the place out. Well, she gets a little surprise visit, and then we have our first kill scene. She gets struck with a hammer, and she's bye-bye, okay? So, talking to this said spirit didn't work okay, because he still killed you. So you have Phoebe, Jen, and Vivia, and they're walking, you know, down the little strip where the college is at. They're just kind of walking, carrying their books, doing whatever, and they run into their pledge master, Veronica. (laughs) So because they're trying to pledge for the sorority, they basically have to do whatever the fuck Veronica tells them to do. Which, if you ask me, I would have never been able to be in a sorority because uh, I would have told a bitch, kiss my ass. Like, I don't like being told what to do like that. And it's like, who the fuck? I mean, okay, maybe being in a sorority was cool. Like, I get it. But not if I have to do all that bullshit just to get into some stupid club. Well, the uh, Veronica, the pledge master, whatever, or mistress, whatever you want to call her, So, she stops them and she lets them know that the quote of the day is, I myself prefer a big fat cucumber. (laughs) Now, does she? I don't know. But the whole point of that was, is that anything that got asked to them, like if someone were to ask them a question, they have to, as part of their duties to be in the sorority, they have to reply back with, I myself prefer a big fat cucumber. So obviously it's humiliating and you know, it's kind of stupid and embarrassing. Well, as she tells them that, she also lets them know that they have to go on this little mission to steal some beta tau. I think it's beta 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 tau. I don't know how it, it's a, it's a fraternity. Beta beta. We're going to say beta tau. Okay, let's let's say that. Fuck, I forgot what they said in the movie. Anyway, they want them to steal their shirt as part of their initiation to be able to get into the sorority. And, like I said, that quote of the day has to be said in place of a response. (laughs) So, we get to the next scene where the girls, of course, are sitting in class. And the professor asks Jen a question. What do you think she replies with? I myself prefer a big fat cucumber. Um, Take it how you want to. Maybe she does prefer big fat cucumber. I'm not promoting using vegetables for sexual pleasure. But it's like of all the things you could have said. Or you know. Why couldn't you have come up with something a little more funny. If anything that just kind of makes the Pledge Master or Mistress seem a little twisted and weird. And she. I mean she was kind of a bitch. So it makes sense. So now I'm going to take a wine break because I got to be able to give you a little more of an accurate review on this wine. It's, um, I mean, like I said, it's not bad so far. It's like, I don't know. I want to say that it's sweet, but it's not that sweet and it's not very dry. So that's a good thing for people, for you guys that don't really, you know, like a dry wine. Get you a semi-sweet. It's more palatable. Fancy words I use. Anyways, let's continue. So now we have uh, the girls, you know, the three, uh, Phoebe, Jen, and Vivia. They're at the Beta Tau house. That sounds so wrong. Beta. Beta. It is Beta. Jesus Christ. I need to stop going on a tangent about this. So the Beta Tau house, and you see that Okay, so they get to the house, and there's a shot of two feet. Like, someone's following them. Except for they don't, you don't see the whole person. You just see, like, these two feet. So, obviously, someone's following them. And, um, the girls are in the, they go into the Beta Tau house. And Jen, well, Phoebe and Vivia, they just kind of run off, and I guess they're going to try to find the t-shirts. Well, Jen is just walking along. She goes downstairs, and she just starts walking around. Well, she gets startled by one of the frat boys, Blake. Mmm. Hello, Blake. Anyway, so he asks why she is there, and because it's like, what the fuck are you doing in our fucking, you know, fraternity house? And Jen lets them know that they're on a mission, and they're supposed to leave a kiss. But, okay. So who, I guess who they were supposed to leave a kiss for wasn't there. Blake is there, though. <laughs> Hello. So, Blake is basically like, I'll accept it. Uh, I would, too, people. Because Blake is fine as the fuck. Okay? He is. Um, I'm just saying. I know that he was in um, Endless Love with Brooke Shields. And now I have forgotten his actual real name but it doesn't really matter because you can look it up but anyways um he you know super hot i think and she's lucky that she got to give him a kiss and so anyways now let's get back to the point of this so you have the girls who have gotten their shirts and are they're heading back to the dorms to get ready for the goat night and we see that these two feet are still following them like Still, you don't know who's attached to these feet, but you just, you keep seeing them. Well, Jen goes back to her dorm room, because they kind of put the focus on Jen, and there's a reason why, um, you know, the feet show up at her dorm door, though. So, you hear a knock, and she opens the door, and it's this weirdo guy named Martin, and of course, she's just kind of like, you know, like, what the fuck are you doing here, well, she reluctantly invites him in because he, he said he wants to talk to her, which is so strange because I don't know if, if like, safety measures were really taught back in nineteen you know 1986 or in the 80s, but it's like, if some guy just shows up, regardless, they had a class together, okay? Obviously, he just had the hots for her. He wanted to talk to her, but it's like, he never talked to her in class, so, like, why are you following her to her dorm room so you can talk to her, and she just... I mean, she didn't seem like she wanted to let him in, but she still let him come in. (laughs) Bitches, don't be stupid. And anyway, um, you know, they kind of have some small talk. And you can tell that she's just like, look, I have to get ready. I don't really have time for this. And he tells her, he doesn't think it's a good idea that they're at this house, right? Because this house is supposed to be, I don't want to say haunted there's a lot of paranormal shit that supposedly had gone on, but he didn't need to be, you know, he didn't want her there. Well, bye Martin, because uh, she needs to get into the sorority so she doesn't have time for your nonsense. Anyway, so now we move along to the initiation party. And you have, again, the head uh, pledge mistress, Veronica, she basically has them lined up, I think they're blindfolded, and she tells them they each have this like little black box or, or this little some kind of box or something, and they each have a goat's eye, and she wants them to swallow this goat's eye without chewing. Okay, do you want them to choke? I, I don't, I don't really know, like I said again, I'm not, I didn't really uh, get the whole significance of the goat with the um, fraternity, I mean, with the sorority, so maybe, I just, I don't know enough about college, maybe that's what it is, I didn't go to college, so there you go, so each girl swallows the eye, and as soon as one, so as each of them swallow the goat eye, the other girls chant, like, I guess a goat, is that what a goat does, yeah, Uh, okay, so after that's done, It's kind of like, ooh, okay, you're getting one step closer to being in this fucking sorority bullshit. Well, you have some this, like, I don't want to say small, like, fire explosion, but it's like something kind of explodes and that you see Jen is kind of not, she doesn't faint or really pass out, but it's like her eyes roll into the back of her head. Mm, I'm going to say that she got a little something extra than a goat, a goat's eye inside of her. Because uh, she's looking kind of possessed already. And I think it's a build up to let you know <laughs> she's not going to be okay soon. Well, again, as part of the pledge, the girls have to hold as many raw eggs in their mouth as possible. So they have these girls like lying down um, with their mouth open. And so, some of the other um, sorority sisters go and crack eggs, and I guess basically, however many of the egg yolks stay in their mouth, it kind of puts them at a higher rank. I mean, that's so fucking gross, okay? It's whatever. So, Phoebe and Vivia, they spit out, I think, a couple apiece, and it's like, they have quite a few in there. Well, Jen, she only spits out the one egg yolk, and... Veronica is not happy with this, okay, so she tells her to assume the position, which means they paddle her. She takes this huge wooden paddle and like pops her ass so hard she moves forward. um again, one more reason I wouldn't be joining the sorority because I think I would have taken that paddle and whacked her upside the head because like, what the fuck are we uh, why are you spanking her anyways. Then, of course, you have all this other crazy shit that starts to happen. Shit starts to move, and you hear, like, I don't know, sounds, and you can hear some commotion down in the basement. Well, Vivia... Now, let me explain a little bit about Vivia. Vivia is the curly-headed... She's kind of dorky. She wears kind of the oversized glasses, but she's also kind of, like, the funny, smart one, even though they think she's not cool. She might be the coolest out of all of them. Um... She goes down to investigate, telling the other girls that it's probably just the beta towels. They're playing a prank on them, right? Well, they're all basically like, oh my God, don't go down into the basement because like we don't know if it's an intruder. We don't know what the fuck's going on. Well, one of them turns on the light. Now she goes down there pretty fucking quick, okay? But it's not like a few seconds later that they, they all kind of follow her and someone turns on a light. And they see that Vivia is rigged up by a guillotine and her head, like, she kind of screams something. Okay, she's, she's, they got her, she's laid down. She's got fucking, like, tape over her mouth. (laughs) And so you see that, like, oh, God, her head's about to get chopped off. Well, it, her head rolls down the steps. But, spoiler, even more spoiler, it was just a fucking prank. So, Vivia, again, is a fucking genius because she set the whole prank up, which I thought was pretty inventive and clever, even though this is a low-budget 80s horror film, and a lot of people will talk shit about it. I'm talking some shit about it, but it was pretty cool that she took the time to, she actually made it like a prosthetic head that looked just like her, just to prank, you know, just to, to prank the girls and give them a scare. Anyways, so let me take a wine break. And this stuff is, I feel like Moira Rose where she has like 14 glasses of the awful fruit wine. But, you know, she keeps drinking it. Ugh, that's kind of where I'm going right now. All right, I'm going to pour some more because I can do what I want. And it said you are supposed to chill this wine. Hopefully you—hopefully you uh, Hopefully you don't really hear my pour. If you do, so sorry about that. Anyway, it said that you should chill it to 64 degrees. Like, I'm not a fucking scientist. Like, how am I supposed to know if the wine is at 64? I bought it at the store right off the shelf. It was just like room temperature. (laughs) So, it's... Let me taste it now. Okay. It's not 64 degrees, but maybe we're at like 71 and a half. I'm not sure. Anyway... Let's let me continue this fucking shit fest. So after that happens, after the prank happens, you know, obviously uh, Veronica, the head, the pledge mistress, she's kind of pissed off. Kind of pissed her off, right? Well, we see that Martin, you know, creepy weirdo guy that sh- that stops at Jen's apartment. Well, apparently he has done basically made his way through all the sorority girls or something because you see him with Vivian. So I guess they're kind of dating now. Like I guess Jen didn't want him, Phoebe didn't want him. I'm sure none of the rest of them did. Well, he starts to date Vivia. And he comes to pick them up and <laughs> they're all sitting in the car, and Vivia has this shoe box. And he's like kind of like he asks her, like, what's in it? Well, she takes out the fake severed head and kind of scares him. Well, of course, he runs off the road. And he's just kind of like, I like your face, but not in a box. Well, Yeah, that's true. I mean, like, I wouldn't want to see somebody's head in a box, but it's part of her charm, part of her humor. And again, we cue, these are the best times of our lives. These are the best times. Uh, uh, Mm. Damn, I'm telling you right now. Like, I wish I could sing because the song just fucking hits. So... Anyway, Martin has dropped the girls off so they can see if they can all get if they all got into the sorority. So see after they did their whole swallowing the goat's eye and the eggs and the bullshit, they have to be dropped off now at the main I guess sorority house so they can actually get their box. And if there is a goat's eye in the box, that means they're in. If they find a black ball, they're not in they didn't make it. So Phoebe opens her first and ah, Ba she's in then Jen Ba and then Vivia Ba there you go that was my initiation sound that they all made it in. Well as Jen and Phoebe kind of run off because everybody's excited that they got into the fucking sorority. Well, she's actually, Vivia's actually approached by the Pledge Mistress, and she kind of lets Vivian know that the only reason that she got in was because of that prank that she pulled. So, I guess she just thought, well, this will be good material for us to use, because they were fixing to get ready to have their annual April Fool's kind of hell night party, right? Like I said, I think this movie's kind of based, really, it's basically based around April Fool's Day. And... So, that's why they wanted Vivia because she wanted her to set that prank up to really give them some kind of an edge, I guess. Like, look how fun our sorority and fraternities are. Like, we play these pranks. Ugh, whatever. So, anyway, we're going to move along. And we have uh, Veronica, the Pledge Mistress. Uh, she goes and attends this, like, Greek can- council meeting. And they start discussing the April Fool's Party. Where you get a little backstory that actually caused a fraternity brother's death. It was many years ago. Well, you know, you don't, at at this point, you don't really know kind of like what's happened. You just kind of know that I guess there was an accident. Somebody was killed, blah, blah, blah. Well, the professor decides as they're having this meeting. He's just kind of like doesn't want to talk about it really. And he puts on a video that's supposed to be displaying the dangers of hazing because you know guys hazing is dangerous don't do it I mean most of you are probably not getting ready to join a sorority or a fraternity but he wanted them to know how dangerous hazing could be but uh, instead it's the fucking video of the girls running around half naked they're being chased by bees yeah Bzzz. Like that. Those kind of bees. So, of course, everybody's laughing their fucking ass off. Except for the professor because he's just like, what the fuck is going on? And, of course, now those girls are exposed and now they look stupid. So, the girls have now gotten to the old house to set up uh, Vivia's prank for the April Fool's party. Okay? Because, again, they just needed Vivia to do that. Well, you can already tell with Jen. Jen's character is... um, she's pretty afraid of this house and she kind of lets them know like that she read that this house is haunted and that strange things have happened. Disappearances have happened. People have come into the house and they've never come back out. Um okay and she read all this shit but they still don't really believe her. They just feel like she's being paranoid and they hear some glass break and of the course of course what do bitches do? Bitches go to investigate it because why not? Well, lucky for them, it was just Blake. Oh, hello, Blake. Uh, That's what I say. He jumps out wearing this, like, I guess creature from the Black Lagoon looking costume. And, you know, it's just like, ha, huh, whatever. He scared him. Well, he goes off to go do something. Well, he calls out to Jen to bring him a flashlight. Well, the other two friends... You know, Vivia and Phoebe are just basically like, ooh, go get you some, girl. Like, girl, yeah, you better go get Blake because he's real cute. So, she brings Blake a flashlight. And as she's going, like, walking down to get ready to go down into the basement to bring him the flashlight, she hears Jennifer, like, her name being called, like, really soft. Well, once she sees Blake, she's like, was that you? And he's just like, no, give me my flashlight. Ooh, he was kind of salty, but just saying he's still cute. And so he just wants this flashlight. And as he takes it, he does sort of ask her out, but it's basically like, what are you doing later? And she's like, oh, nothing really. You want to do it with me? Uh, affirmative, sir. Yes, I do. That's what I would have said. But she was just kind of like, uh, yeah, okay, whatever. Well... As that little scene is playing, you know, going on, and they they, they go off, whatever, I guess they're going to go have their date now, you see Mrs. Henshaw's dead body sitting in a chair. Like, she looks like she's been there for like 150 years. She kind of fucking looked like Norman Bates' mother from Psycho. I was like, didn't she just literally die like the day before? But she looks really decrepit. Of course they don't see her. It's dark in there, and they just pass like right by this dead body in a chair. Anyway, whatever. So, uh, Vivia, we, we get to this kind of, like, a cringy scene, I say. I'm gonna take a wine break, because I feel like it. Because, I don't know. Like, this movie is... I remember watching it when I was really young. And, uh... You know, it's good. It's definitely not gonna be on a lot of people's favorite list, because... <laughs> It's 80s and it's, yeah, it's kind of goofy, kind of silly, but it's what I like. So anyway, Vivia and Martin, you see them that they're now making out. And it's pretty ridiculous. Like, I don't know what the fuck they're actually doing. Vivia just keeps yelling at Martin. She's like, touch me, touch me, touch me. And it's like, he's like, where? And she's like, here. And she fucking points to like her arm, like her forearm. Uh, must be her spot. I don't know. This just like that's where you want him to touch you, like nowhere else, just on like the forearm. Okay. Anyways, so as that they're doing that, it jumps to the next scene where we have the professor who knows about the death of this fraternity brother. That it was like twenty, I think it was like twenty years ago that he was killed by a prank or some some shit went wrong well the professor is at the old house and he is walking around you know checking it out and of course we see feet on the stairs again well he goes into the basement and he finds the guillotine and he's just kind of like messing with it and pushing this like little i guess pushing the uh the switch to make it go up and down well obviously someone's down there cause kill scene he gets a shot to the back of the head with this i want to say like some sort of electrical cord i don't really know i will let you guys know though that this movie is not inherently gory and most well basically all of the kill scenes are basically off camera they're from a different point of view so you don't see anything too macabre it's more implied No, I mean you see some stuff but you know like Mrs. Henshaw gets hit in the head with the back of the uh, with the back of a uh, gets hit in the head Jesus Christ with a hammer let me learn how to talk well the thing is is that you hear it you kind of hear the smack or whatever but you don't actually like see her get hit in the back of the head well so it's kind of that's kind of lame that they did that anyway you guys of course now it's fucking time to party right because it's fucking it's the April Fool's hell night sorority mixer I I just made that up I literally don't know what the party was really called so we see that the house is full of these fucking college people and everybody's kind of dressed up in costumes um so it wasn't like Halloween-ish they were just kind of dressed up I don't know like different shit Well, Phoebe gets called in to do kitchen duties. Phoebe is the cuter one out of Jen and Vivia to me. She's tall. She's got like this really curly brown hair. and She's super cute. Anyway, she gets called in to do the kitchen duties. Because obviously, even though they have made it into the sorority, you know, like you're fresh. And so, Veronica's kind of a bitch. And she just basically wants her to do shit for her. Well... As she's in the kitchen, you see that um, a guy is trying to walk through the kitchen door, and he's carrying, like, a bunch of groceries with him. And he's a beta towel, and he's kind of a cutie as well, just saying. So she kind of helps him unpack some of the food and drinks, and, you know, they kind of chit-chat, make some small talk. Well, then it goes to where everybody is dancing. Looks like they're having a good time. And you see the two dorks, the two guys from the beginning, who let the bees out to play the prank on the girls. They're dressed up, ironically enough, as fucking bumblebees. And these two dudes are fucking stupid. They're just trying to dance with any girl that will let them. Uh No, not hardly. None of the girls are really... I don't think they really give a shit, to be honest. They're just like, get the fuck away from me. But we go back to the kitchen where you see Phoebe and, you know, this beta tau like they're getting they're getting a little mm, just like that they're kissing they're kiffing and hey he's cute she got her man right well blake of course is there and he's kind of gotten his girl as well right jen well he kind of lures her i guess they go upstairs to this bedroom and they start making out and she decides to ask him You know, like, it looks like they're kind of, they're basically naked. I don't know, like, why you ain't do it with him yet, but okay. Uh, So, she asked him, if I do it, will you love me forever? And, (laughs) oh my god. He says, I will love you for as long as I can. Okay, so, Jen, hunty. He real cute. Okay, he probably isn't going to stay around for a whole lot of smash sessions. It's going to be more like... After he gets tired of you, he's going to let you go. But, I mean, if you want to go ahead and give it up to him, you'd be stupid not to because he was still he was still pretty cute. But anyway, that whole is kind of stupid, right? Because it's like, who asked that? Like, if I, if I give it to you, will you love me forever? Uh, they probably won't, especially since you just asked that. Well, their whole little love session is interrupted for a big announcement downstairs because Veronica has something to fucking say. So, you know, it's Veronica's saying something and then you have uh, Blake and I believe the guy from the kitchen, I think his name was maybe Albert Harrison. That might be right, but I didn't write it down and so I kind of forgot. Um, Anyways. So they're kind of just making an announcement about the uh, fraternity and stuff. Well, of course, all this crazy shit starts to happen. Everybody is freaking out, right? Shit starts to like break, and you hear all these noises, and so that nobody knows what the fuck's going on in this party. Well, you see, Jen, uh, her body, she, it's like she like I guess falls down and she gets drugged, like by the ankles. Like, she's being drugged by something supernatural because you don't see anything. You don't see anyone grab her. She just, like, basically goes through this door. Yeah, again, we, are, we love to prank people. They love to fucking prank people in this movie because it's just Vivia and her, and she, they're playing out their prank. Well, Blake and Harrison, that was his name. I did fucking write it down. Fuck, I don't, see, I didn't even have to go to college. I'm smart. So, uh, anyway, they start to get into a fight. Again, it's all fucking set up because you see they get into this, like, cheesy fight and Blake pulls out this knife and he looks like he's, you know, stabbing, gonna you know, going to stab Harrison. Yeah, it's just, like I said, it's just another sick April Fool's prank. Because you see that he's totally fine and Phoebe kind of goes up to him and she's just like, oh my god, and like kisses him. Okay, motherfuckers, now the party can begin or you can continue to commence. I'm telling you, like, this is such a silly movie, but I do own it on DVD, so, you know, it is what it is. I think I got it for like six bucks. So it wouldn't be a bad Bye if you just want to watch something that's really, you know, cheesy and ridiculous. Well, anyway, Jen comes back up from the basement because, you know, that's where her and Vivia were at, so they didn't really get to do their side of the prank, like with Vivia getting her head chopped off or whatever, because Blake and Harrison kind of, I think they kind of messed it up. Well, once she comes back up from the basement, you can clearly tell that, you know, like something's not right with her. So, Blake confronts her, and she just has to... She tells him, like, she's got to go. Okay? She doesn't feel right in this house. (laughs) Obviously, this fucking house is, like, possessed or something. And there's another chick. I don't know who she is. She's just, like, someone that's at the party. And she's, like, walking um, around, and you see that a person in a costume. Now, I... Didn't know exactly what the fuck this person was wearing, but I'm pretty sure it was sort of like a submarine helmet type thing is what he had on. That's what the person had on. And, uh, well, this other chick that's just standing there, kill scene stupid because you see that the person wearing the submarine outfit takes a, looks like a pitchfork of somewhat and it stabs her, of course again shitty kill scene because you don't really see the fucking pitchfork go into her of course you know it's implied she gets killed well you can also see a quick shot of the dead professor so it's like once you see someone getting killed then it's kind of like oh here here's a shot of the person i just killed earlier and well phoebe excuse me Phoebe has Harrison down in the basement. She wanted to; she basically wanted to show him the prank setup. And because he didn't, you know, like I said, they didn't get to see it. And so Veronica, I mean, uh, you know, excuse me. Phoebe takes them down there to show him. Well, of course, Veronica catches them, and she tells Phoebe to stay away from him because she's got blue balls for Harrison. Veronica, the head pledge mistress, she loves him, but he doesn't love her. He loves Phoebe. Well, Veronica starts to go down the stairs cuz she's pissed off, and again, we see submarine man standing right behind her. Now, I think her shoe messes up or something. I I don't really know. And this is the stupidest question I don't think I've literally ever asked anybody this. I mean, regardless if like her shoe or maybe the step something happened. And so she sees that this submarine man is behind her and she asks if he has a hammer. Uh, duh, he does, and kill scene, bitch, she gets a smash to the head with the hammer. And then, we don't even get a breather, okay, because we get right into another kill scene. Ugh, because Harrison is attacked by the submarine man, and he's fucking, and his fucking head gets chopped off by the guillotine. It's like, how do these people get in these predicaments where they... You know, like, him getting in the guillotine, like, he had to basically have to lay down, right? And they put that, like, wooden piece over your neck as to hold hold your neck and stuff down. Well, I'm sorry, Harrison. You can't be both. You can either be cute. You know, you can't be cute and smart. You have to be cute or smart. And in this case, I think he was just cute. So, bye. Well, again, we have the kill scenes kind of come in, and they don't they don't really stop just yet. Virgil... He is another one of the frat boys. He's actually the guy who delivered the champagne at the beginning of the film to the sorority house. Uh, He gets killed too. I think he kind of gets like stabbed again. It's not great at really showing you, or his hand, maybe his hand gets chopped off or something ridiculous. But either way, kill scene, he is dead. And at this point, look, there ain't hardly nobody left at the party. And I think people are starting to actually leave the party and um, we kind of get to the next scene where there's these two guys that, that are dressed up as the bees, the two dorky guys. And again, kill scene, kill scene. They get buzzed, okay? They get it. Uh, Now, when they get killed, they're playing a card game. They're sitting down. And it looks like some type of apparatus maybe goes up. The guy's asshole. I'm not really for sure. Like I said, and I will repeat this one more again. On the, most of the kills ugh, there's no actual kill she kill scene shown, excuse me. It's just a lot of it is implication that you know, or you might see that they died after the fact and but you don't really see how they were killed. Kinda sucks. I wanted to see that. Well, Vivia goes down to the kitchen. You know, all these people are getting killed. Just like it ain't even no big thing. So, Vivia goes down to the kitchen. She's trying to find Martin. Well, Martin has already left, okay? There's a quick little scene that I left out. He's, like, outside. I guess he's drunk. And he just, like, basically chases this other girl. And that's all you see of Martin. I don't know. He left with this other girl. I have no idea. Well, she goes... Vivia goes to open the fridge. And she finds what's left of Virgil in the fridge. So... That was pretty, like, oh, okay. So, apparently, you know, submarine man chopped him up or something. And she also finds the B-boys. That's why I call them B-boys. Not the Beastie Boys. Even though one of them was a little bit obese Excuse that. Nope. That was a bad pun. Um. Anyway, so she finds that they're both dead. Then she finds Veronica dead. Still sitting on the steps. Like, it's no big deal. Well, she's looking for Phoebe she finds her to like let her know like we have to get the fuck out of this house because uh basically everybody DED we gotta go well these two girls look they're trying to hide okay they see all these people are dead they don't really know what to do but they they go and try to hide well they go into the bathroom okay another little back little back scene that I didn't really specify so when Jen is already kind of lost her shit obviously there's a scene where Blake hears his name being called. Well, he thinks it's Jen calling him into the bathroom. So, he goes into the bathroom <laughs> because maybe he thinks, oh, well, she's going to go ahead and give it to me. But um, anyway, they, once they're in the bathroom, they see, um oh, sad kill scene. Blake is dead in the bathtub. He was so hot. Why'd you kill him? I don't know. So, of course, they can't find Jen. But you know what? These are two great friends. So they go searching for her. And here's Jen. All right. She tells them they they just run into her. And she's like, everyone is dead. And as they try to go out the front door, because at first, these two girls, Vivia and Phoebe, you think, okay, well, they found Jen, but they might be a little bit smart because they're actually trying to run out the front door. Uh, that don't work in this movie, okay? Because we see that Jen has taken on this evil spirit. Of course, guess from who? The fucking dead fraternity boy from 20 years ago. He's pissed off that these motherfuckers are having a party in this fucking house. Uh, because, I mean, he got killed or there was an accident. So, he don't want nobody to have no fucking fun. So, he possessing people and killing them. That's, that's my take on it. Well, April fools, assholes, <laughs> because Jen starts to do this whole, like, exorcist tra- transformation. She begins to scowl and growl in this really deep voice. She starts chasing Phoebe and Vivia. okay? And it's like, y'all, the staircase, all this shit starts falling down and breaking. Windows start to break. But I will say, okay, I will say this. There's not a whole lot of, like, scary parts in this movie. But one of the the best part is towards the end, of course. And I think a lot of these 80s films, they almost always end with a little bit of a higher note for the most part. But, uh, so you see that Jen, because she's super possessed and, like, her tongue's hanging out and she's foaming at the mouth and it's just disgusting. She is, like, crawling up the wall, Like I said, I'm going to say it's a cheaper version of The Exorcist. But it's pretty creepy. Like the way that it's filmed and her crawling up the wall. You're like, what the fuck is... Like what the actual fuck is happening? And you hear her screaming and yelling, He's not in me now! And it's like, when was he ever in you? Of course Blake's not in you, stupid. You killed him. You didn't even let him in you. But guys, obviously... She wasn't talking about Blake. She's talking about the evil spirit. And, you know, again, she starts to scream. And it's like she's kind of turning normal again. Because in her normal voice, she says again, He's not in me now, Phoebe. It's like, oh, God. But he could have been. We're talking about Blake, okay? I'm just saying he could have been. But, obviously, we know she's talking about the evil spirit. So, let me get my mind out of the gutter. Well, not for long that the evil spirit is out of her because she starts to come after then. And again, you know, like I said, she's yelling and screaming at Phoebe and Vivia, you know, she knows. Like, obviously, they're like, what the fuck is happening? This is not really Jen. She's like crazy. She's become possessed. And the girls are trying to get away from her and Jen's possessed hand, as they're running down like this hallway, it kind of comes up through the floor. Grabs Vivia's leg. Well, Phoebe takes this board and just starts beating the fuck out of, like, Jen's hand. But in the process, she's fucking injuring Vivia like you're hitting her leg, stupid. Like, you didn't have to hit that hard. Well, now, Vivia, she can barely walk. Phoebe is Phoebe is having to basically help Vivia up the stairs because, of course... Bitches be tripping because they do go up the stairs, and you know. But I guess maybe they felt like they couldn't go out the front door at this point because they were already upstairs, or because the stairs broke. But either way, whatever. It's still the same rules to me that, that that apply with the whole going upstairs when you should be going out the front door, and they decide to go out of a window. So even more stupid. Well, of course, Vivia is the first one to kind of come out the window even though she can barely walk. Well, Jen, crazy possessed Jen, is waiting. She's like on top of the roof and she grabs Vivia by like the head and like throws her ass down onto the ground. Now, this doesn't kill Vivia, okay? It just, I mean, her leg was already hurt, so now I guess her other leg's hurt. I don't know. And, uh, you know, Phoebe they start to fight. Phoebe and Jen start to fight because like Phoebe is trying to protect Vivia, and it's just like, what the fuck's going on with my friend? Well, again, here we go. I used to talk about sticks a lot in a lot of my movies. For some reason, it seemed like people use sticks as weapons, but Phoebe just uses a board. So it's kind of like the same thing, right? It's wood. I don't know. So she begins to hit Jen with a board. And at this point, You know, she sees, or Phoebe can see that Jen is trying to, like, she's talking in her normal voice, but she knows deep down that this is not Jen anymore, that this person is possessed, and guys, I would say maybe another sad kill scene, she has no choice but to kill her. Jen does tell Phoebe to kill her, though, so she kind of takes, like, this sharp end of, um, like, a stake or something and puts it right through her heart, and now Jen... Is D-E-D, but she did kind of ask for it. Well, of course, Vivia is just kind of like laying on the ground. Everybody, you know, her and Phoebe are kind of in shock and Phoebe just kind of gets upset and goes, but like, why did this happen to, why did this have to happen to Jen? Well, I think Vivia is trying to explain to her like, because she was the only one that didn't want to come to the party. She didn't want to be there uh you shouldn't have said that vivia because now phoebe is losing her shit she has become possessed i don't know how the fuck it got into her body so quickly but she starts to tell vivia in this really eerie voice that she has raised the demon or a demon so she kind of tries to attack vivia but then y'all all of a sudden like out of nowhere here come the cops they grab Phoebe, and you see them already, you know, at this point, I don't know how fast they could take out dead bodies, but they done took out, like, all the dead bodies in body bags. All this shit done happened real fast. And they have Vivia on a gurney, you know, they're going to put her in the back of the ambulance, of course, with who, Phoebe, who is clearly possessed, and Vivia's just screaming like, I don't want to get on there with her, and... You know what? I guess this wasn't the best time of their lives. And we have end scene. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Super stupid the way it ended. I'm not even going to sit here and get into it. But it's, I mean, obviously that's pretty dumb. It's like, what happens to Vivian? We're just going to assume that she gets possessed by Phoebe because she has no fucking choice. She's trapped back there. All right. Let me take a quick wine break before we get into the what did we learn? I I ain't learned shit, but y'all maybe y'all gotta learn something. Mm. So what we learned was, okay, is that the first thing that we learned is that you never agree to do your pledging in a supposed haunted house. Don't do it. You're gonna die. And number two was being in a sorority just doesn't seem fun. Okay, you guys? At least not in the fucking eighties. And number three, getting the hot guy is great, but again, he probably won't love you forever, even if you give it up to him. This is facts. Number four, April Fool's Day isn't a day that's just for pranks, y'all. It's apparently a day for murder and possession. And y'all know that's true. And number five, don't run if chased by bees, okay? This only pisses them off more. Have y'all not seen My Girl? Don't fucking do it. Y'all don't want to end up like Thomas J. Y'all don't want to end up like nobody dead. Okay? That's the lessons that we learned. And I will give you a quick little review of my wine. So, so far, I'm going to go ahead and say that this wine is about a three and a half. It's about three and a half sorority girls out of five. Because it's not too bad. The more you drink of it, It's palatable. It doesn't dry your mouth out. And and it's got a decent taste for a a $8.99 bottle of wine. Thank you. So, anyways, I'm going to go ahead and close this shit out. Um, I'm not really sure if you had the best time of your life, but I did. And like I said, I actually really like this movie, even though it's kind of ridiculous. Um, Also, I'm going to say that for my movie, I gave the movie... About the same rating as I gave the wine I gave it three and a half goats eyes out of five because to me it's not complete garbage it's just refined trash and if you're looking for a cheesy 80s movie that includes tits ass and evil spirits you guys might actually enjoy this okay so I hope that you'd give it a watch I hope that you give me a listen Um, you know I always want to give my thanks to everybody that does give me a listen I appreciate it more than I can express. Uh, if this is your first time finding me, just know that I am available on most major podcast platforms for your listening pleasure. You can also find me on Instagram under Wednesday Wine and Horror. That's all one word. Or Facebook under Heather Silman. Hey, if you do want to have the best time of your life, then go give me a follow send me a friend request and maybe if you just maybe if you're ever so loving you'll subscribe to my podcast as well and hey you know what I can't provide a whole lot but at least I can provide you with some drunk banter and maybe even a few laughs so guys until next time stay boozy and always stay spooky